We follow the Christ along passages of emptiness and pathways of fullness, through valleys of our fear and along roadways of our faith, gathering around us the love of God for our safe travelling, the courage of Jesus and the truth that the Holy Spirit will never leave us. We also claim the wonder and grace of each other. Thanks be to God, we will travel together on the journey into life. We sing, Jesus shall reign where'er the sun. Please be seated. Well, today is the first Sunday of the season of Lent, when we remember Jesus at the very beginning of his public ministry, taking 40 days in the wilderness, wrestling with temptation and receiving the ministry of the divine. And all of us, are invited to keep these days carefully, to remember our baptism, to take to heart the call to repentance and the assurance of forgiveness, and so to journey and to grow in faith and discipleship. And of course, we are to hold each other in prayer and in care as we walk this pathway. Let us pray. 
loving God, your spirit calls us to you so that we might offer you our worship and praise and find ourselves reflected in your face. Fill us now with thanksgiving for the journey we are called to in you, knowing that you walk alongside, that you guide us through our lives, and that you give us to each other through the times of goodness and of celebration and through the times of struggle and of sorrow. You always surround us in your love, which will never let us go. And as we meet with you here, conscious of our frailty and fears, help us to listen to your voice, to hear your call, and to know you are with us, and to grow in your love. Amen. O oh God, as we enter the journey towards Easter, the invitation into a time of reflection, we grieve our human failures as we face some parts of our lives. Here, in this time of following you, the Christ, down into the realities of who we are and what we do or fail to do, we know that we can never earn the costly grace which you offer to us. And so we keep silence. We say, stay with us here, loving Jesus. Stay with us, even as we know the truth about ourselves. For we ask it in your name. Amen. The word to us in Jesus Christ is that we are not alone or condemned or rejected. The Holy Spirit, healer, companion, and comforter is our friend. Hear then these words of grace. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. Now, has anybody noticed what colour we are today in church? You may want to look at my shoes. <laughs> but they're not the only bit of... What colour is it? Purple. The colour purple. And when I walked into church this morning, my friend Cyril here, sitting here, said, Remind me, what's the purple all about? Well, in the church year, we go purple when things get a bit serious because it's a darker colour and in seasons when we're waiting for something, yeah? Do you remember the last time we were in purple 
when we were waiting for something to happen. Any ideas? Go for it. Advent. Bingo. Advent. We were waiting in Advent for... Christmas. <laughs> that gets a bit of enthusiasm always. Well, what are we waiting for now? Easter. Easter. We are. We're in a period of waiting and preparing for Easter. And that's why I'm wearing this stole. And to be able to see on the stole is a star and a manger when we wait for Advent. And a nail and a towel and a bowl of water, which are all symbols as we move through Lent and the crown of thorns. Yeah? You can look at these later on as well. Um, But Easter is, do you know how many weeks we've got to wait for Easter? Six. Ages. Six weeks. It's quite a long time, isn't it? It is. Indeed, Easter is so important that we have to go on quite a long journey to prepare ourselves for it. Yeah, and that journey is Lent. And during this period of time in Lent, we seek to find some stillness so that we can really listen to what God is saying to us. And during Lent, We seek to pray more and learn more and study more. And most importantly, we seek to be with Jesus and to love him with all our hearts and minds and our strength. So we're going to sing about that now as we share in our hymn, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And when we get to verse 3... This side of the congregation, will you sing the Alleluia's again so that we get the round towards the end? Yeah? Good, okay.
And in a moment, the children are going to leave for junior church, and we bless them as they go. We ask God to bless us all uh, as we continue in our learning and in our worship. And as the children leave, we're just going to sing uh, a verse of The Spirit Lives to Set Us Free, to sing you on your way. Seated. Reading from the Hebrew Scriptures. Listen for the word of God. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and with your descendants after you. And with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood. And never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, this is a sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds and it will be a sign, a sign of the covenant between me and the earth when I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds. I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant 
that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Holy wisdom, holy word. And now a reading from the gospel. According to Mark. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. This is the Gospel of Christ. Praise Christ. Last week I urged you to read Mark's Gospel in one go. I told you it wouldn't take you very long, and it won't. And here's an illustration as to why. Mark moves the story on quickly. And his account of Jesus' first public appearance is no exception. Other gospel writers record these events in great detail, but Mark simply offers seven spare verses moving at breakneck speed. Blink once, and Jesus is traveling from Nazareth to the River Jordan. Blink twice, and he is preaching his first sermon, With his baptism, his vision of divine favor, his wilderness temptation, and John's arrest all behind him. Mark moves at speed. His favorite words are and, and immediately. And just as he was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. 
And the Spirit immediately drove him into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan. And he was with wild beasts. And the angels waited on him. Now, Mark might be speedy, but he's also really clever as he goes, locating this fast-moving journey firmly within the momentous echoes from Israel's past, the overarching meta-narrative, as we call it. Is that Jesus with the wild beasts, or is it Adam naming them in the Garden of Paradise? Is it Jesus in the desert for 40 days or Moses in the wilderness for 40 years? Is that God's voice coming from heaven or the voice of the prophet Isaiah beholding the servant in whom God's soul delights? And even in John's arrest, we have a full echo of an arrest yet to come when Jesus, like John, will be silenced by Rome. As we begin our journey through Lent, this season of repentance and reflection and realignment, we too find ourselves located in the story as Mark shows us what self-surrender to God really looks like. Though Christian tradition holds that Jesus was without sin, he freely chooses John's baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, and he demonstrates exactly what he is about to ask of everybody else. When the voice from heaven tells him who he is, he attaches no privilege to that astonishing divine revelation. When the spirit drives him into the wilderness and note the word, it suggests real force here. It is absolutely necessary for Jesus to enter the wilderness. As the Spirit drives him into the wilderness, he does not seek a way out. The beloved Son accepts the desert company of Satan and wild animals and ministering angels with no drama or protest. Jesus wastes no time Defending himself, seeking to avoid, getting busy, finding excuses to dodge what is to come. Here is someone who shows us what it truly means to surrender to God's gift of life in all its dark and light shades. And to deeply trust the one with whom he walks wherever he walks. It's too hard, isn't it? Too challenging. We're too busy. We'll just give up something for Lent and be done with it. I mean, blink and it'll be Easter Day. 
will tarry a while. As I've already said, we don't get the detail in this version that we get in the other Gospels. But we do understand that Jesus is cast out into the wilderness and that there is a brutal contrast between the voice from heaven at his baptism and now the voice from hell. The temptation to avoid the way of the cross comes to Jesus as a whisper in his mind. I mean, let's not envisage Satan as embodied as some abomination squatting on a rock nearby, darting out his forked tongue. The voices in our heads are powerful enough tempters. Yet Jesus is not alone. In one of his poems, Robert Graves wonders which creatures, great and small, might have kept Jesus company in the wilderness. He asks why they are drawn to Jesus, perhaps because they sense that the Lord of creation is their saviour too. One beast, Graves believes, would have been very near to Jesus, the pitiful, skeletal scapegoat. In the times of the temple, as part of the ceremonies of the Day of Atonement, the high priest would confess over the scapegoat the sins of the people. The goat would then be driven out into the wilderness. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. This past week, Alexei Navalny has been murdered for his belief in and call for the freedom of the Russian people. To be a voice of dissent and to proclaim that life should be lived in all its fullness was too much of a threat to the Putin regime. And so he was silenced. When you track back through his story, you see how many points there were when he could have chosen a different way to save himself. But what he was fighting for, what he believed in, was ultimately greater than him. And he had the faith, the humility, the courage, the incredible, gentle strength to see it through, even to the end.
Many of us shy away from what we might discover as we are invited alone into the wilderness, where we encounter both the darkness and the light. We may be frightened as to what it is we will unearth. But if we dare to explore the wilderness of our deeper selves, we find that we are not alone. The Son of Man meets us there. We can take hold of the hand that steadies and guides us. The pitiful creature who has borne the darkest parts of our hearts. Out of the depths we cry only to discover the divine ministering to us right there in the deep. And with that reassurance, we can seek to inhabit the hidden parts of ourselves, some of the things that we have buried, some of the memories and experiences that have hurt us that we might not have been able to face. Perhaps to shine a light at the longings and hopes that we've not been able to bring to the surface for all sorts of reasons. The words from heaven affirm the deepest part of who Jesus is and speak to each one of us too. You are my son, my daughter, my child, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. In the rush of our lives, prayer can take a back seat just as reflection does. And Lent offers us a space to breathe and to be. The Gospels repeatedly tell us that Jesus sought out lonely desert places away from all the hustle and the bustle. That he stayed in wilderness places to be open to God. And rather than perceiving wilderness as a negative, it's a place we can retreat to in order to fast from the mayhem and bathe in the presence of God who seeks our face and knows our every need. The one who gives us faith, humility, courage and gentle strength to see it through even to the end. Find the quietness and give time to listen deeply to the heartbeat of God in your life. If you have children, teach them to do the same.
help them to learn a different way. The way of good news. Lay down your life before the God of love and listen. Know who you are. My child, my beloved, with you I am well pleased. We make our response as we sing and uh, the band are going to just play this tune through for us once uh, to help us in our singing. Let us be still and aware of God's presence deep within and all around. Dear God, at the beginning of Lent, you invite us to bear your yoke and share your journey into the wilderness. And in that wilderness, we may find that we have a deep need to take time out of our busy lives, to find the space to let you work on us, to find the space to let us work on ourselves. So this Lent, 
Let us come close to you, and you will come close to us. Lord, in your mercy. Dear God, sometimes we find it hard to pray. We associate prayer with our deepest peace, but often it is anguished, edgy. We can't find the words. Other thoughts rush through our heads and get in the way. So we get in despair. Sometimes in our lives, we are too worried or too ill to pray. This is the time to let go, to let others pray for us. As we follow your Son into the unknown, help us to understand that prayer happens at the boundary of meaning. Help us too to hold on to Brother Roger of Taze's words, remaining in silence in God's presence is already prayer. What a comfort these words can be. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Dear God, we hold the Holy Land before you. Israel and Palestine, two countries with a painful history going back years, where so much hatred and prejudice has been generated, where love and understanding seem lost. As Israel seeks Hamas, Gaza seeks safety. We pray for the Israeli hostages, for, the, the, for their physical and mental well-being, for their families waiting for news at home, for those grieving for those who were murdered. Many in Gaza are grieving too, not only for relatives and friends, but for their homes and their whole way of life. We pray for the million and a half Gazans in Rafa, jammed up against the Egyptian border under sheets of plastic as the crisis keeps building and building. Their lives will never be the same again. We pray that Israel and Palestine will one day be able to see each other as a brother, as a sister, and that each group will have a permanent and secure land to call their own. Lord, in your mercy. Dear God, the death of Alexei Navalny, a death that epitomizes the brutality of Putin's regime, has sent a shockwave of anger and disbelief through the ranks of his supporters and through the world. 
the powerful voice of the man Putin feared most, has been silenced forever, and the pro-democracy movement left in tatters. In Siberia, people push bunches of flowers into the snow, while in towns and cities across Russia, people lay flowers at monuments to the victims of political repression. We pray for Alexis' wife, Yulia, and their two children, for his mother, and for their friends as they grieve. Lord, in your mercy. Dear God, look with compassion on those whose minds are full of anxiety and bewilderment, on the despairing and the humiliated. Turn your healing love on those who are in hospital, sick and in pain. In the quiet, let us pray for those we know, for those we love. Give each one your comfort and your peace. And as we care for them, let us carry Mahatma Gandhi's words in our hearts, inwardly saying, I offer you peace. I offer you love. I offer you friendship. I see your beauty. I hear your need. I feel your feelings. Lord, in your mercy. Let us remain in your peace. Let us absorb your peace. Let us live your peace. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, good morning, everyone. It's lovely to see so many people here. Welcome to St Andrew's Salter Lane Church. I hope you're enjoying the service, and um, it's, it's really lovely to welcome you on this spring day. Uh, there's just two things to, to share from the notices that are particularly pertinent. Uh, one is the Baby Basics collection for Mother's Day. Um, we have got another week where we can bring gifts um, for, um, for Mother's Day, for Mothering Sunday, to give out from Baby Basics. So if you can bring for next week, um, and they could be in a gift bag, that would be really good. Things like uh, gift sets, chocolates, toiletries, cosy socks, uh, nice things for mums. And the other thing is that this week, Taze will start on Thursday evening in this church uh, from 7 o'clock, and it'll continue every Thursday until Easter throughout Lent. Thank you very much. Thank you. Gracious and loving God, we dedicate these gifts of money to you and with them our lives. 
asking that you might use us in any way you want in service of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My children are clearly so engaged in what they're doing, they don't want to come back. (laughs) Perhaps we'll look at what they've done a little later in the service. Can I invite you to stand with me as we share the peace? Jesus stood before his disciples and said to them, Peace be with you. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Please greet each other as you feel comfortable. Christ be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to God. We thank you, O God, for the pausing and the waiting, the going down deep into our lives, which reveals to us unexpected love from you, from others, and even from ourselves. We thank you that there never is a time when we know all that there is to know, when we have received all that there is to come, or have seen all that there is to see. We thank you that in the face of certainty, you bring in a whole new day, and that as the barriers to good seem to enclose us, you break life open in miracles of grace. We give you thanks that the vulnerable child, Jesus, is placed in human hands and takes human life, that we may believe that a grander love may arise from within our midst. And so we praise you with the faithful of every time and place, joining with the whole creation in the eternal hymn. Holy, 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 God of power and vulnerability, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Come and deliver us, God the giver of life. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of our God. Come and deliver us, God, the giver of life. Holy and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise that in the fullness of time you gave your only Son to share our human nature and to be tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin to set his face resolutely towards Jerusalem and to be lifted high upon the cross that he might draw all creation to himself. When the hour of his glory came and loving his own to the end, he sat with them at supper. He took bread and after giving thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take Eat, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, drink from this, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. 
Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Dying, you destroyed our death. Rising, you restored our life. Lord Jesus, come in glory. In obedience to his command, we recall his suffering and death, his resurrection and ascension, and we look for his coming in glory. Send your Holy Spirit that these gifts of bread and wine may be for us the body and blood of Christ. And in union with Christ's offering for us, we offer ourselves as a holy and living sacrifice. Unite us in love and peace with all your people until, with the whole company of heaven, we are brought into the presence of your eternal glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. We say the prayer that Jesus gave us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. The bread we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup we take is a sharing in the blood of Christ. Please be seated. We say together, Jesus, Lamb of God, have mercy on us. Jesus, bearer of our sins, have mercy on us. Jesus, redeemer of the world, grant us peace. Come to this table. Come in your brokenness to be made whole. Come with open arms to meet each other in love. Come to live and share in the body of Christ. Let us pray. O oh God, we give you grateful thanks for all that lies within this sacred feast. May our lives show the signs that love is possible Grace is believable, and compassion is our way of life. This we pray in your name. Amen. And so we come to our final hymn this morning. Leaders, Heavenly Father, leaders, or the world's tempestuous sea.
Now, just before the blessing, we need to we need to just have a look what's been going on in junior church. Can somebody come and help uh, show the congregation? We've just sung the words, nothing can our peace destroy. And I've got a feeling we've got a symbol here that, that shows us that. Show everybody, go up on the stage. That's it. I'll hold that for you, yes. There, the covenant promise. And do you remember that in the reading, God says, this will remind me, not you. This will remind me, says God, that peace, nothing will peace destroy in God's kingdom. Thank you, children, for sharing that with us. And now a blessing. May God the creator be a safe, strong rock below you. Christ Jesus, hold your hand as you go, and the Holy Spirit embrace you in every step you take. May it be so. Go in hope and in faith into the journey towards Easter Day.